0: Two dudes watch cartoons. Two dudes watch cartoons. Yeah yeah. Welcome back to two dudes watch cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that's us, watch cartoons. My name's Evan.
1: And my name is Alex. And today I'm actually joining a little bit of a family reunion here. Very excited to announce we have the whole Leon clan with us today. We have brought Evan's older brother, Daniel, and his younger sister, Izzy, onto the podcast with us. Uh, super excited to have you guys here. Hope I'm not intruding. Like, no, I'm just kidding. But I'm happy to <laughs> to, to be talking about this with you guys. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and just introduce yourselves a little uh, to everyone listening.
2: I'm Isabel. I'm the youngest of the the Leanne kids, I guess. I'm currently a junior at studying at the University of Michigan, doing computer nice. science and business.
1: Go blue!
3: Go, Go blue. blue! Yeah and uh i am dan i am the eldest of the Liang clan and alex your family Ah, i appreciate it thank you no i I, i'm the oldest the uh probably the least creative and interesting out of the group here but super psyched to to be uh chatting with y'all today about this movie
0: also went to U of M. am the black sheep that did not get accepted
3: (laughs) typical middle child stuff
0: Yep. Um, today we're going to be talking about, well, actually, before we get into that, Alex, let's take a second to acknowledge <laughs> you have some very big news.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Okay. Um, Anyone who follows me on social media, you should know by this point, but um, I'm actually going to be on a, a Netflix TV show. It's called The Circle. It's a reality competition show. It's going to be releasing every Wednesday in May. So if you're into that type of thing, give it a watch. It's... Um, I can't say too much about it, but it it's going to be very very exciting. That's all. That's uh that's the teaser I'll leave you guys with. But yeah, thank you. I'm I'm super excited uh, to share this journey with everyone. I'm a huge reality TV fan as well as cartoons, so this is a mm-hmm. super exciting time for me. Thanks, Evan
3: you guys ever do two dudes watch reality TV, bring me on that one too because I'm all over those <laughs> Netflix things. Hell yeah.
0: I'll, I'll be honest, I've been bragging about it to everyone I know as if it's like an interesting fact about myself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get
1: it. It's exciting, I'm excited, and uh, I'm sure it's going to come up here on the podcast time and again. So mm. check it out, it, it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about Disney Pixar's Turning Red. Is it Disney Pixar or is it just yeah. Disney?
1: Okay. No, it's, no, no, it's, it's Pixar. It's a Pixar film, but ready. You start off on an interesting note. This does have a little bit of a different feel than most Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I really appreciated about it. I don't think Disney, or excuse me, I don't think Pixar was getting like formulaic, but this mm-hmm. one just feels very fresh to me. And I love anytime something's unique and fresh.
0: Directed by Domi Shi, who did a short, she directed a Pixar short previously, uh, Bao. I'm trying to think of what Pixar yeah. movie it came before. Ooh, now you're
1: really um, testing me, but I remember about.
0: <laughs> so turning red is tells the story of a Chinese Canadian uh, student who inherits this generational hereditary curse where she turns into a wear red panda type thing. Y- were you going to say a wear panda? <laughs> <laughs> wear panda. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Um,
1: but it's set in Toronto. I, I think this is 2002. In Toronto, like, that was something that w- was interesting to me. Like, 2002, what uh, what an interesting time period to set this in. It felt, to me, whoever made this, it felt very personal. Obviously, I don't think it's based on a true story, someone turning into a giant red panda. But uh, the, the the familial <laughs> bonds felt very personal and written from experience.
0: Now, 2002, that's, Izzy, that's one year after you were born. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm kind of <laughs> laughing about the fact a, a, like a lot of the setting cds all of this stuff is retro now was there anything that you didn't recognize
2: now that i think about it like i remember like the tamaguchi stuff was like at the end of like i think like it faded out when i when i like first heard had it memories before. yeah, yeah hem- <laughs> I had memories. but i remember i had one i think it was like somebody else's but other than that like I think a lot of it I still related to. I
1: was wondering if you knew what a Tamagotchi was. Those things (laughs) were like legit pets in the sense that like if you weren't feeding it, it was like
3: it was like notifying you. So I found the time like some of the time references. uh, I don't know if it felt consistent. So, I mean, there was the there's a Tamagotchi and the, the burnt CDs, which made sense. But mm-hmm. the, I think they had a lot of like the, you know, they would say like OMG and stuff like like. Didn't that stuff come Ooh, later? Right? Is,
1: yeah, you're probably right. That is I, not a term that 2002, I, like, I think, is saying.
3: I like We were still yeah. on AIM at that point in time, right? Like instant messenger and dial up or whatever. Like, I, I feel like yeah. that came later. I, think I don't like know.
1: It was like a commercial that popularized it. Wasn't it like OMG, Becky? Like, wasn't there a commercial, um, yeah. something like that? And <laughs> yeah. people were talking in that. That was when it really blew up. I, so you may be right in that sense. But uh, I don't know. That just felt like such a – and I guess Evan's right. To me, it it felt like a period piece, like something you would see in it where it's based like that 70s show or like, oh, this is in the 80s. But you're like, oh, 2002. I guess that was (laughs) 20 years ago though. Like that's that's the stunning part when you say it. You're just like, oh, my God. That's
0: what's Uh – it was a while ago now. The first five minutes of this movie, that that title card montage, it was flawless to me and right away – I was like, this is going to be very different tonally from everything everything else we've seen from Pixar. Overall, it reminded me more of uh, a recent Netflix movie called Mitchell's Versus the Machines, oh. just in the pacing and the style of the humor, which, and I don't know if this is like a, it's not really a criticism, but this was just my takeaway was like, this didn't feel like a Pixar movie, and that's not necessarily mm-hmm. a good or bad thing. I re- I, I genuinely enjoyed this movie. Yeah. It's just felt very different
1: i get you i get you let's uh let's just go before we dive too into it what was everyone's overall impressions what did you, did you guys like this movie Let, we haven't even gotten into that let's start with you dan what what did you think
3: yeah yeah i don't know if this is just i'm like older or something after i watched it i remember thinking like okay i enjoyed you know the one and a half two hours whatever that it was but after reflecting on it a bit i i think my ultimate takeaway is i almost wanted to have a little bit more of that pixar like touch your soul kind mm. of feeling, which I didn't get out of it, right? And so I felt like okay. it was a little bit lagging. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where I land. Comparatively. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Izzy, what do you think?
2: I really resonated with, um, I think her name is...
1: May. May. May.
2: May. I think I just, like, growing up in an Asian family with a mom, having a lot of expectations like that. I, I think it's... I, I re- really resonated with it up until the point until... I mean, are we are we allowed to, like, yeah, jump around, spoil. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like the very end when her mom <laughs> turns into that huge red panel, like everything up to that point, I was like, you know, going along with the ride. But yeah, at the end, I was like, oh, I, I guess, you know, I think it, <laughs> I, I just was a little bit confused. But I personally like really resonated with me- Melee and found a lot of similar aspects, like when she's obsessing over Four Town. That was mm-hmm. me, my middle school years and wanting to go to concerts. But not being able to like everything about that i i really resonated with and i think a lot of other asian american kids resonate with that too I, the yeah. ending was just a little i don't know it seemed a little out of place i gotcha no that makes it like
0: a like a dreamworks ending like yes Ooh. the scale of it was too big for a pixar movie it's like yeah. interesting
1: it, it should have brought it back down to like the emotional family level which it kind of did but instead mm-hmm. you know it was a, a ginormous panda crashing through the Sky Dome of of, mm-hmm. uh, of, of Toronto, Toronto <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I do have a question for you though. Who was your four town back in the day? Who is the boy band? Was it One Direction? That would be my guess.
2: Okay, so it was first One Direction. That was like fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, and then yeah eighth grade onwards was this k-pop group named exo and mm. i was obsessed with them okay um, i still kind of am but like yeah i was gonna
1: say still <laughs> ongoing, still we didn't ongoing. Say, we, uh, i heard you say it
2: didn't end you go till current
0: yeah, um, so, okay
1: okay i uh, i remember one direction mania that's what that reminded me of is a one direction band and just to obviously point out the the classic humor and they're called four town but there's five of them just the <laughs> sort of nonsense that boy bands is sort of doing get away with so i loved that whole part of it and i thought that having cousins who were girls growing up i thought that was super realistic like she's got the presentation like we only see the last little snippet but she's got like sparklers and a powerpoint like why she should be able to go to Fort town i was like oh yeah mm-hmm. I, that's relatable i totally get that
0: <laughs> so the main character maylin lee is voiced by Rosalie Chang. She's mm-hmm. a younger actress. And her, her naming is a little bit of clever naming as well. They shorten it to May, but also Mei May in Mandarin is uh, Little Sister. So I thought that was pretty clever. So let's be real. The reason we're here to talk about this is the family dynamics of it all. Mm-hmm. How did you guys feel seeing this version of a, a, of a Chinese family portrayed on the big screen.
3: Isabel, you want, I feel I kind of want to hear Isabel's take on this because you got our parents one-on-one for the longest time.
2: I definitely did. I was, <laughs> I mean like Daniel, you left for college when I was six and Evan when I was nine. So I had nine years with them all alone. I related to it a lot because just of the expectations and Getting perfect grades and playing piano well and doing chores and trying to make your parents proud was the biggest thing of my childhood. And especially like the mom and dad dynamic in our family. I think that's very similar. Our mom is a bit of a like a tiger mom. um, (laughs) And then like dad is much more like peacemaker. One of my notes
1: says that I can see Evan being just like the dad when he gets older. <laughs> that is legit one of my notes. So that's pretty funny. I literally was like, I could totally see this being Evan as a dad. That's
3: funny. I didn't even yeah. realize. There was that scene where he was cooking or something. There was like this like yeah, it was like a freaking, you know, chef's tape. That was probably actually my favorite scene in the movie. I was like, where's this going? I love this. Yeah, just, it yeah. the one in my notes.
1: The older I get, the more I love animated cooking shows. It's such <laughs> yes. a weird small thing where I'm like, yes, that looks delicious.
0: Yes. I really appreciated that shot because it like really romanticizes the making mm. uh, of and like the cooking of this meal. And in a lot of immigrant cultures, food is hugely important. And that food is how love and affection is communicated. Like mm. when you walk in the door, they'll be like, you don't look like you're eating enough or you look like you've been eating too much. They just want you to be eating well, you know, like it's, such a, it's a different thing. form of affection. So that scene... It was a small thing and it seems like not out of place necessarily, like it's a good bit, but like I, I appreciate that perspective. And I, I know uh, what the director and what the creatives behind this were trying to communicate with that scene. Um, Izzy's version of of the temple, though, was practicing piano. Three hours a day for like <laughs> your entire childhood. That's like that's really fucking intense. Yeah. <laughs> and she's an incredible accomplished pianist. So you did it. You turned out all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess so. Interesting. I really and I mean I guess I, I'm not speaking from experience, but I loved that part of the movie. Just sort of the the look at the familial bonds, the family dynamic. It felt very true to form to me, and um you know, I think that's important in Pixar's wide reach. It's nice that a story like this is going to reach, you know, a a much larger audience than say a a different movie company, if that makes sense.
0: There was a small moment, I think towards the beginning where they make like an offhand comment, or maybe it's like a, a visual gag about Bart and Lisa Simpson. I was like, Classic Monopoly, like Disney just owns Simpsons now, <laughs> so they can make this reference. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's a good I, catch. I didn't even know they own the Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah. They, they bought uh, Fox.
1: They own a lot. They, they own, own a everybody. lot we i could do a whole podcast on it they own <laughs> they so own every,
0: much they own everything besides batman movies, basically <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah so this movie though it, it's it's good and it almost makes me wonder so i know the the turning into the red panda has a lot of like metaphors and symbolism in it but just based on like the parts we're talking about that we really enjoyed it almost makes me wonder if this movie could have survived without that sort of stuff. That being said, I do think it provided a lot of the humor, and I think that's what's important for like the, the kids. This is a kids' movie after all. Like mm-hmm. We want to enjoy it too, but maybe we should get into the, maybe the, a little bit of the supernatural of it all. And maybe that's what makes it – not to change subjects real quick. Maybe that's what makes it feel a little less Disney is they don't often deal – in the supernatural, like, yeah, the fish are talking, but it's not like in a magic sort of way. You know what Mm, I mean? And so um, maybe that's what gives this a little bit of a different feel, but there is a whole mystical, magical element side of this. Uh, Everyone in their, uh, every woman in their family at a certain age will turn into a giant fluffy red panda.
3: (laughs) It sounds silly to say, but it's the, it's the plot of the movie, essentially. (laughs) It's also alluding to the like, you know, the, the transformation of becoming a a woman and I'm not going to try to speak to any of that, but like that, that's a pretty big element (laughs) to all this. Right.
1: Agreed. But what was interesting to me is they started to like tackle the womanhood period conversation. Yeah. And then they were like, no, 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 we're just going to talk about the red panda from here on out though. So (laughs) I was almost like, you guys were there. You could have just jumped in and and done it. I feel like you were there, you were at the door, but I I get, it is a a child's movie still. So you want to be, uh, uh, you want to bring up these topics in a, a sensitive manner, I guess.
0: That was essentially what I knew about this movie going in, was because this one movie reviewer tweeted out a terrible take that was like, we'll
1: <laughs> give you <do> a whole <laughs> segment on terrible takes. Go on.
0: But essentially it was this white reviewer writing that, like, this is uh so niche and uh It's made for an audience that isn't me, and he got fucking roasted for it. And rightfully so.
1: What a stupid comment. Sorry. Yeah.
0: And so there was like a little bit of a social media hubbub about it going into it. And it's like, this is a pretty tame conversation. And this dude was just uncomfortable with the fact that it's about Asian females, women. In the conversation of puberty. I forget his name. It's Scott something at Cinema playing. You're terrible. <laughs> Dude, you're awful. I'm not naming him. You.
1: You're literally naming him. I'll tag you. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. The um, worst okay, but uh, now now that all the men have given their takes on this, Izzy, mm-hmm. what, what are your thoughts on just the theme and them kind of approaching this in general?
2: I thought it was pretty accurate, actually. Like At least for my family, I didn't have that conversation until everything happened. I found so many similarities like between how Mei's mom like approached her and like tried to fix everything and make sure everything was okay. In Chinese culture like there's a huge want to save face to like make sure that like on the outside everything looks perfect there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with the family everyone is smart everyone is great even like that purity conversation I I thought it was really really funny but also it was kind of true like you know she's like I got everything prepared for you. Like, like I wasn't ready. It was, I, I thought I would have more time, blah, 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 blah.
1: Usually the funniest things have those sense of truth to them. So I get what you mean. You're just like, oh my God, this is so accurate. And that's what we want in these films because that's important for, for children watching these these films. Because, I mean, Pixar, like I said, they, it's not they have like a responsibility or like a duty, but, you know, they're, they're trying to do some good with their messages and themes out there. And I can appreciate that.
2: Yeah, I, I think it was just a great, interpretation of what actually happens and so i'm pretty grateful for the creators of, of sort of taking that row obviously like with the, the fantasy type thing yeah all right um
1: do we want to talk about her friends i think they're pretty prominent yeah. characters in the movie mm-hmm. and you know i would probably be lying if i said i could name them all off the top of my head <laughs> but i can picture each and every one of them they're like so hilarious and unique like uh, they were not like side characters, in my opinion. Like, they were like real people. Does that make sense?
3: Very reflective of uh, at least that face of life, right? Like, you had your crew, you had your group, yeah. of like three, four people that you'd literally be around all the time and you know, you share with that. So, I, I actually really appreciated that side. Um, and did you have the feeling like there was like that one, like the best friend, or is or that just kind of me reading into that?
1: Yeah, no, 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 I got it. She <laughs> yeah. took care of her Tamagotchi yeah, at yeah. the end. Yeah, it was it was exactly. her best friend. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They weren't like, you're my best friend, though, but like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. <laughs>
0: I loved that it was set in middle school. So many of those dynamics... Uh, when they're hustling to make money for like the concert and stuff, and the one birthday mm, party at that kids a boy house, girl party, a uh, boy girl party. That may
1: I've determined that might be like the funniest term of all time.
0: Like <laughs>
1: a boy girl party. Like <laughs> that's that's true, only though. something you say in middle school, and it means like something gravely important. But what a silly phrase! <laughs>
0: uh, here's a question for you guys: Did you guys ever run any elementary, middle school hustles, <laughs> scams, scams?
1: Um, I don't know. I ran a scam, but so in elementary school, I oftentimes my mom would get called uh, from other parents, like I had unfairly traded Pokemon cards and like gotten like, <laughs> a way more expensive card. Like I think, I think what I was doing is I was trading yeah. like five, ten, like really crappy cards for a really good one, and the mom would call my mom and be like, "You." And I'd have to trade back. So not exactly the same, but it felt in the same vein. I I did not. I did not.
3: But sorry, go ahead as
2: well. I remember in like third and fourth grade, it wasn't like actual money. A bunch of our classmates would create fake money and then (laughs) use it to like buy erasers and we would have pencil case boxes with g- gems and it was like the weirdest market but we would all make this fake money are and pretend yeah are pretend you we me buying. decentralized money before bitcoin in
1: <laughs> elementary I guess,
2: school i guess
1: so <laughs> oh my god wow okay yeah. evan what about you i feel like you probably cooked up a
0: scheme or two well i don't want to not to out you daniel but i i have a distinct memory in elementary school on the bus when pokemon cards were hot of you running distraction and talking to this guy who had all of them and all the backpacks were in the seat in front and you guys were just hanging out and I would be in those rifling through like oh it's pretty nice that's a good one then he almost that's caught a good one me. he's not confirming nor denying <laughs> that not confirming nor denying this <laughs>
1: Oh, Evan's fully ready to take the rap. Yeah. Dan's like, I was not running distraction. I had no idea what you were doing in those backpacks.
3: Those genuine conversations I was holding with my friends. Guys. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, right
1: that's now. so funny. But no, yeah, kids are, are little entrepreneurs. And I love that aspect of it as they're like, we need $800. Is it dollars? Mm-hmm. Loonies? No, it's dollars. It's dollars. It's dollars. Um, and the friends, like, even the one who was monotone, she still had personality. It, like, I don't mm. know. I thought they were very well written. I really thought the young characters I I guess I, I the old characters were too, but I really thought the young characters were written very well in in the show as a whole. <laughs> what was the uh, the antagonist kid's name, Tyler or something? Oh, like Tyler. That. He was great because he's just such a typical middle school boy. And then at yeah. the end, you just find out he's a four townie. Oh my, <laughs> who would have guessed? It was a great twist, though. And then they just become friends with him. I, that's also, I like, I know that was kind of cheesy, but I did like that him just being at the four town concert, they were all like, all right, we're all friends now. <laughs> Middle school is a very odd time in life. And so I think this did a good job of talking about those awkward, life ending moments. Oh my God. Wait, can we talk about what the mom did? She, how she had all the drawings of the clerk and she took <laughs> the drawings in. I was like sweating. I'm not going to lie. I've never like felt so uncomfortable. I was like, it's not real. I was like, this yeah. isn't real. This isn't actually happening. Like I was so embarrassed for may, I was like, yeah. Oh my God it's such a mom thing it's such a uh-huh. mom thing to do and that's why it's relatable it's just like oh my god my mom might have done something like that in all honesty
3: <laughs> <laughs> well there was that and then didn't she also like show up at the school or something uh yeah, yeah. yeah several yeah, times just, yeah. i'm like uh-huh. oh man that, that is rough yeah i was sweating cringing through that uh, yeah, those yeah two scenes. Uh, that was such a trash.
1: helicopter parent thing though but it's uh, it's why it's true to form, but man, that one was bad because she's doing all her little fan drugs, which also, mm-hmm. I, just the small things in this movie like that, like, while this did have, like, the... A mystical element. There's just so many small, like very real and relatable details that you don't see in in other Pixar movies. Like her just drawing that boy and being very, very fascinated with it. It's such a great scene. It was probably one of my favorite moments because I was like, "This is so funny!" And then it just it comes crumbling down when the mom takes it into the store and she's like, "Did this boy do this stuff to you?" And she's like, "No." no, 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 no. I'm Like, oh my god, it's so good.
0: I think what this movie does really well, it it... pulls you back into that feeling of being that age and Mm -hmm. everything is life or death. Just the genuine fear and shock that you feel when something inconsequential, like in the big grand scheme of things happens, but it's like life ending at that point. This movie does a really good job of uh, articulating those feelings. Um, I do think we should talk about the other main star of this movie, the mother, voiced Mm -hmm. by Sandra O. Who is on a hot streak lately? Which Sandra is really incredible. was amazing.
1: I didn't yeah. know it was Sandra O oh till I went to Wikipedia, but I love Sandra.
0: How did we all feel about the mother character? I can't remember her name at this moment.
1: Ming. But, her name is Ming.
0: Okay.
1: And man, not every aspect of it, but like I said a few times, I was just like, oh my god, I could totally see my mom doing this, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god, and it would have embarrassed the living hell out of me. Oh, <laughs> like, and so I would literally get like. I, oh my god i would turn red out of embarrassment wow i just found another meaning for the movie i would i was literally getting embarrassed for maymay and i'd be like oh my god oh my god oh my god i could feel myself getting embarrassed and so like you said it brings you back into it and the mom was a big part of that is she also was just like such a mother character like like i said my mom was not nearly as extreme like i don't think she would have showed up at my school but mm-hmm. she was very much trying to be in my business all the time
3: so i i'm a little bit on the other side of it, I almost mm-hmm. feel like they wrote her to be, like, too extreme, controlling. I mean, look, I, I agree. I, you know, our mom was Tiger Mom-ish, but, like, I couldn't imagine her doing some of those yeah. things. And that, like, pulled yeah. me out. It's, and, and then, again, yeah. this expands to also that last scene where she turns into this gigantic thing, right, and gets, like, super yeah. angry over mm-hmm. this concert. Like, I think that, like, took me out of it a little bit. But I do think uh Sandra oh did a good job voicing her.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's the... I think Asian parents always want what they think is best for you. And so they're going to push you to do your best in every aspect. But yeah, I don't I don't think I could ever like see my my mom taking, I don't know, drawings and going to the store or even coming to the school. And at the well, end- My mom um... would have marched up in a school. I'll
1: call my mom right now. If something was serious enough in her eyes, my mom would have marched up right in that school and I would have been behind her fucking beat red. Um, I do think the funniest- moment the mom had was she was like I can't believe she would disrespect her own mother like that and then the dad get, picks up the phone and he's like oh Ming it's your mom and she yeah. goes I'm not here that was <laughs> top notch comedy and yeah. I was just like oh uh-huh. so funny everyone feels the same way about their mother
0: <laughs> yeah I, I I think I feel similarly about this character it's like it, it, it kind of toes the line of like humanizing that perspective in this kind of story but then at some points, it doesn't go too far into becoming a caricature of that archetype. And I think those are just tougher conversations to have because seeing this type of story on the big screen or in a picture, I guess this was straight to straight to stream, so it wasn't on the big screen necessarily. Was but
1: this straight to Disney Plus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which That's I don't a understand shame. Why. I didn't yeah. even know.
0: I wish it wasn't because I, I feel like this is... This, this is, I think it'll be a good movie to have in someone's rotation growing up. I think uh, more nuanced takes or renditions of the archetype or of this type of story will continue, will hopefully get more fleshed out as more of these stories are told. I would have loved to have them develop her character more. In respect of that relationship that
3: she had with her mom, like where did that come from? And then they started to like kind of get at it toward the end when they were in that other panda realm or whatever that was, right? Like, I want, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to, like, I feel like if that had more time to breathe throughout, you could relate to her more, and mm-hmm. that would have that would have brought a little bit more to the, the usual Pixar feel, right? Feel. Yeah, it um, just I, kind of felt like I it was at the her. very end, at after the whole stadium got trampled, and you know, it just
0: I don't destroyed. know, destroyed. Did you guys all watch Encanto? Yes, yeah. 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 It wasn't my favorite movie, but it it tells a similar type of story. But it's interesting to me that the takeaway in that one was the tough matriarch or head of the family is human, is only human. They're not the villain. And this one kind of sets up the matriarch as the villain. She's literally the the climactic (laughs) scene is a big battle scene. It's like to see those takes on it, I was like, I would have preferred the Encanto Way of route, yeah. Hmm. Oh.
1: To bring this back to another movie we talked about in the same realm of uh, Encanto, is it had a Luca moment, in my opinion, which was pretty heartbreaking when the mom was like, You guys are manipulating her into getting these tickets, and they were like, What? No, 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 that's not true. She wanted it, and she couldn't own up to her mother there. That was pretty heartbreaking to me. And that felt pretty relatable because like one, a parent never wants to believe their kids are doing something wrong. And two, if the kid can get out of trouble, 99% of the time they're going to do that. And so <laughs> it, as heartbreaking as that scene was, that was just like very true to form. And that was like the, the, the Luca moment where he yells, ah, sea monster. So I, I did enjoy that moment. That was pretty heartfelt to me, like a, an emotional uh, gut punch, if you
3: will. That definitely was a gun mm-hmm. punch. Um, I will say, I don't think if I ever did that, my parents would ever
0: believe I had no involvement in it. <laughs> so <laughs> I, don't know about you, Evan. I couldn't have gotten away with that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would have tried to slink out of a situation. Like one time,
1: Evan I, like, was like, "It was all Alex's fault."
0: <laughs> <laughs> one time in like elementary school, I forgot to turn in a homework assignment, and you had to get a, a signed slip saying you acknowledging you had missed your homework or oh. like, and so I, I just held it up under, like, another piece of paper. I was like, here, sign this. And then I like, <laughs> plucked it apart.
1: That's forgery, sir.
0: Fraud. I should have just forged it. I don't know why. Yeah, at that point, you just forged it.
1: My dad, luckily for me, had the world's easiest signature in the world. It's literally just two Bs. I don't think he's listening to this. Anytime something bad, I was like, whoop, BB. But these are, like... Common kid things, even a parent hearing this now, they'd be like, yeah, that's just kids. You know what I mean? That's why we all have no shame in admitting it now. But as a kid, this stuff is life or death. And like Evan said, this really brought me back to that time. And that was something I appreciated about it.
3: I think what helped capture that feel was a lot of it was like in the way that they animated some of the stuff. I mean, it was like animate, right? Like with how yeah, uh, quick and jerky the the yeah. you know facial expressions changed. I thought like that was that was what I actually really liked about this movie as well. Um, just like I agree. The, the animation style was so different,
1: and it was mm-hmm. not like a Pixar movie. It was right? animated very yeah. differently. It, it it looked almost like a comic book at times, kind of like Evan said, Mitchell's in the machines. It mm-hmm. was fast paced. There was quick cuts really bright and colorful scenes. It was like very pastel colors. I enjoyed that a lot.
3: There's a scene where she's under her bed. I think she was drawing the, the pictures of that <laughs> 7-Eleven guy and her facial expressions are just so, <laughs> so hilarious. It, yeah. She gets it was red so good. And she yeah. gets sweaty. It's yeah, so it's funny.
0: so good. Again, I related to uh, Netflix's Mitchell's and the Machines. That style of humor, that pacing, which I really enjoy. And so when I say it didn't feel like a Pixar movie, that's just- it's not like, an insult. Uh, it's not necessarily an insult. But then again, I also like look at Pixar's collective body and like Cars doesn't feel like a Pixar movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, good point. No, no, no. So yeah, I, I think this is... Cars. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not a Cars fan. <laughs> it's not necessarily a knock. And really, what is this, this Pixar ideal that we hold so precious? Like they've also... Have tarnished their own name by putting out movies like Cars or Cars Two. Like, they're not perfect it's for the
1: merch. The, the the real big fans hate that this like isn't gonna fit into that whole Pixar shared theory. universe theory idea. Yeah, they're like, uh, I don't know where to fit the giant red panda in. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, but
2: you're this is a fan made theory, you idiot. Like, come on. Another thing that I really really enjoyed was the aunties, oh. and like. I know it's, like, very, like, stereotypical, but, like, the women of the families will get together and gossip and, you know, just have their own time.
0: There's always gossip. Like, (laughs) I swear to God, Isabel, when you're going off to college, I was home one time, and my mom's like, did you hear one of your friends, Isabel, is going to Harvard? I was like, I don't know who who that is. Why do you want (laughs) to care? Like, like, good for him. Cool, that's cool. Like, you know, his son's going to Harvard. I've already graduated. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to go back. (laughs) Retroactively, (laughs) like, well,
1: you do bring up the interesting point of wanting to represent things, but not be like a stereotype. And Mm -hmm. so that is kind of a fine line when you make a movie like this. But in my mind, I I thought it was uh, well done. But I guess, you know, I'm not always that target audience. But that's so that's just my personal opinion. Um, One thing I wanted to read, just because I was going over the Wikipedia page is, it um was the most streamed Disney Plus original title for its opening weekend, and it still remains that. So I think that's pretty impressive. Disney yeah. Plus uh is a huge platform with a lot of things streaming, so I think that's uh, no easy feat at all.
0: I really enjoyed—I uh, don't know if he was part of the family, but there's an elder gentleman named Mr. Gao who's voiced by James Hong, just a <laughs> legendary— okay legendary act just saw everything
1: like, everywhere all at once last yes, night and he's, he's in, that, in that and movie. then i watched this this morning and i was like oh my god he's in this too what a guy what a yeah. legend
0: which if you guys haven't seen it you should watch mm. everything i, I everywhere, just watched it all yeah. at once it's incredible sci-fi so action comedy drama indie yeah,
1: all those categories in one yeah. yes
0: i watched turning red last week and then i watched everything everywhere all at once I just the did weekend. the double
1: feature. Yeah. A great <laughs>
0: one, two punch.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. but yeah, he's in both those. He's great. I, I don't think he was part of the family. He's just the, you know, the, the local ritualistic magic man. Who's going to steal mm. the papers away. <laughs> um, yeah. you, you need one of those in every movie. And, and yeah. he just was that one. But so one thing I thought was interesting is, and I don't even know how to describe this, but so like, this is just a curse, like in the women of their family, why, why is he the one who can seal them away? Don't you think it would have been a woman to have learned this magic? <laughs> I just thought that was like an interesting detail. It's like, how did he learn to seal their giant red pandas? He's not okay, even whatever. in family. Yeah, he's not even in their family. Like, well, who is this guy? <laughs> I'm sure they explained it, but by the point I realized he was going to be around for a minute, I, I had missed his relationship to it all. So, <laughs> But, you know, that's, that's common. There's people in the community that you would consider like a uh, part of your family. And I think uh, he reminded me of someone like, that
2: very much so like an elder role like, yeah who knows like a,
1: a little bit of magic <laughs> yeah let's talk about just kind of the ending here we, we we hit on that it was not our favorite part of this but so why was the mom's panda giant <laughs> what was is there a metaphor there did I miss something or was that just for plot do we think
0: I, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it but is it supposed to represent the amount of rage or like Power well, it was sheet.
1: connected to her emotion. Actually, yeah. think about it when she get I mean, excited emotion, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe the mom just was had more rage. That's why.
0: <laughs> more repressed emotion, perhaps. Maybe Ooh. that's the read. Not necessarily rage. Mm. But yeah,
1: it just was like even the grandmother was like bigger, but nowhere near near her scale of size. I did yeah. like when they all turned into their pandas again. That reminded me of like a like a Powerpuff Girls or like a Sailor Moon moment. In all honesty, <laughs> it was mm. badass because it's got that giant pink cloud of smoke. It was great. I loved when they all like jumped into act, to action.
0: Is about what do you yeah. think of the final fight, the final showdown
1: at the One Direction concert?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so. I just, I don't know. I just, it felt so like random to me. I mean, I guess it's Pixar, so it's like. You know, everyone comes together and, you know, mm-hmm. happy ending and everything like that. But especially when the the, the people started singing and people started coming. I was, I was really like, I was like, is this turning into a high school musical? Like, what is happening? Like, we're all in this
1: together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't even realize how cheesy that was.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And. I guess like it was a nice reconciliation moment you know all the ladies taking the jewelry shattering mm-hmm. and like turning into their pandas I, I really did like that it's sort of like almost like yeah like you said
3: it's like Power Rangers moment for me
1: yeah that's a yeah that is a great comparison actually what I compared it to and maybe actually maybe this would have been a hit more is it reminded me of like being at a concert you're not supposed to be at but then like your mom showing up and being like we're going home and like <laughs> embarrassing you and front of all your friends like they just made it on like a much more cataclysmic (laughs) scale real lives and real property damage was going on instead of just like the total embarrassment of middle school my life's over
0: (laughs) i mean i I think we had touched on it earlier but it's like i i mean i personally feel it was too much spectacle and that's Mm. that's where it lost me it takes you out of the the touching family story and reconciliation uh And it just makes it this cartoonishly large clash at the end. Yeah. And that to me is a misstep in Pixar's storytelling.
1: Taking away from the emotional Mm tone of it all. I gotcha.
0: Um,
1: I did like when we were in the panda verse, as Dan called it. Um, (laughs) What do we, so once again, and maybe I'm missing it. Was there symbolism metaphor about her keeping her panda versus the others not? I kind of thought they were all going to keep their pandas. You know what I mean? And that was not what happened. Only Mei Mei did. Hmm. I don't know. What did you guys know.
3: Reading into that? I don't
1: know. Yeah. I'm like trying to piece anything together out of it. it just, everyone's different. Raising up. You know what I mean? She's she's doing things her own way.
3: I mean, maybe it's commentary maybe. on our generation of kids having to do it a little bit differently. Yeah. Holding on to okay, yeah, yeah. You know, new parts of ourselves or whatever.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know.
3: That's a good theme. Yeah, <laughs> <they're all> there, <laughs> yeah.
0: My read on that is that, like you were saying, is... It's just the acknowledgement of like there are generational differences, and we accept what you're doing, and that that's how you're going to do it. We'll continue to live, you know, the way we've known and we're raised. But like both sides are valid. And I think that's mm. the takeaway. That's good. Yeah, I, I that's well put.
2: It, mm-hmm. it, it seems like traditional values or norms, which I think like is is a really big thing for like first generation immigrants. You know, they grew up in the homeland and. They bring over all these values. And then like a second generation is like, we, we don't necessarily take up all of those things and sort of independently find our own way, like navigating both cultures. It's a good point. That's the good one point.
0: example that stands out from my own life is I remember in middle school, I had come home uh, from school with like a, a St. Paddy's Day hat on and it's green and our parents got upset. And I was like, what's wrong? And like I guess it's a cultural thing and I could maybe I'm misremembering but like apparently wearing the color green or uh specifically maybe a green hat like represented like family strife or something and they're like they're like don't don't wear that and then it goes back to the saving face thing and I was like I'm in middle school I'm well, what? <laughs> you were like
1: every single person at school was yeah. wearing this I think that is good and um I think kind of another symbolization of that was when her Ming the mother her uh panda got put into the Tamagotchi kind of like you know you're you're gonna be doing this a little bit different now she's got to like interact with the Mm -hmm. panda a little bit so I I did like that ending for her and her panda even though I did feel like oh I thought they were all gonna keep their pandas like oh we don't need to be ashamed type of thing like Mm -hmm. but um I did like that because it was kind of like embracing the new way, like a Tamagotchi's sure. technology representing, you know, a kid's toy. So I, I did like that. Uh, her, her Hers got put into a Tamagotchi. The, the great, the grandmother's got put into a four town uh, chain, like swag. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, another, I, I think an important piece of the, the Pandaverse scene though, is her connecting with the original ancestor mm. who, Formed the bond with the red panda,
1: the one who their temple is kind of revering.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's like that. Now that I think about it, I'm like piecing this together in my mind is like, is a, is a, it's like portraying this, this experience or moment that I think a lot of first gen kids will relate to is like growing up, you have a lot of identity issues. And so eventually you come to a point where you make a decision about how you want to represent uh, or what role you want your cultural heritage to play in your life and how you want to represent that further. So I think that's kind of what that scene was touching on is like, she is, she is this Chinese Canadian kid, but she wants to stay rooted and connected to the original ancestor as well. So like, that was a pretty powerful scene in my opinion. And I really appreciated that. And it I feel like it could go unnoticed maybe because it's just this floating red lady and they don't really say anything, but (laughs) I think it's pretty powerful.
3: Yeah. That's a good point. I, th- I think they kind of, like, with that, I would have loved to like, brought it back to, because wasn't the original story, like, th- that original ancestor turned into the panda to protect your family? Like, all of this panda stuff is mm-hmm. your parents trying to protect you, right? And I think, again, that's, like, another opportunity they could have brought it back to, and, th- you know, that's not just, like, an Asian thing. That's, like, every kind of parent thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would have loved to, to continue and bring it back to that. It was, like, all the stuff that they're doing, embarrassing, whatever, is really intended to protect you, right? And that's, the, that's like, the heart of where it's coming from um i think they could have brought it back at the end there wow I mean, maybe they did I, again i watched this a few weeks ago so i might just yeah. be yeah. not remembering it that well but, uh, but yeah, um, i remember it just being a floating lady
0: uh, yeah, yeah. To to that's uh, that's a fresh perspective from a new parent yeah just, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true that's true uh, trying to just prevent your kid from killing themselves yeah uh, yeah that's, yeah. that's a
1: big part of it. Pretty much much like of it it's like 95 percent of it it's like yeah Mm -hmm. Did they eat? They'll (laughs) die if they don't eat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I. Well, we usually end kind of with uh, like closing thoughts, but I think I'm actually going to give my closing thoughts first. I don't normally do it this way. Uh, What I really appreciated about this movie was the subject material, the uniqueness, and just like. The lighthearted fun of it, if that makes sense. It was goofy. It didn't have this self-importance on it. If It, like, it kind of just is what it is. It was a fun ride. It's not trying to necessarily be the best Pixar movie of all time. But I really, really, really enjoy it for what it is. And I would recommend this to anyone, as I would with like an Encanto. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think a general audience could watch this and really enjoy it.
3: Yeah, you know, reflecting on a lot of the stuff I've said today, I think I'm coming across a little more critical than I actually want to be. I think this is actually a great risk, not risk, but like, I like that Pixar stretched here. Yeah, um, Mm -hmm. That they had this new tone that, you know, obviously that we have the Asian representation getting that uh, in media, which is awesome. I think just as an Asian American, I wanted it to be like the best Pixar movie ever. And part of my opinion of it is just me feeling like, It could have been better, but uh, overall I would, I would also recommend it for people to watch for sure.
2: Definitely. Also probably came across a little more critical than, than I actually am. It's okay. We
1: want all sides of it guys. We appreciate (laughs) it.
2: But I think it, it really did. um, Like I I got really emotional at the end when there Mm -hmm. was reconciliation because you know, like that is something that I like, I hope people can resonate with and seeing that Asian representation was really, really exciting, you know, for like an animated Movie. I don't I don't think I've really seen like this big of a scale movie with, with this type of representation. And although it is a very like cliche, almost caricature like representation of like, I guess, the, the mother or or even like the, the dad, too. I, I think it, it is all rooted in some sort of truth. And I think like there's always something to be gathered from that and definitely would recommend for anybody.
0: Yeah. Overall, really enjoyed the movie. Could it have been better in some ways? Absolutely. But I think because representation is so rare and new at this point for Asian-American or Asian-Canadians, you know, Asian people on stories like these, like, yeah, a lot of times we will put our hopes and, and dreams into it like, a, like an Asian parent and want it to be better. <laughs> Not Evan no. making this comparison. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. So turning red is Maymay and you three are all thing right now. How does yeah. it make you feel? Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. Yeah. It, no,
0: it's, it's a phenomenal movie and it pushes the, the boundaries of what, what this box we think of what a Pixar mm. quote unquote movie is. Like, what does that even mean? Right. And so it's, is it good? Is it bad? It pushes a little bit in both. Directions of the boundaries of what Pixar movies can be. And I want them to take more risks like this. I think it's representative of them moving beyond the John Lasseter era, because I know he was kind of a problematic person turns out you both mentioned it and you guys were a little hesitant to say it almost,
1: but the word risk. (laughs) And I think that's one thing this movie is, is it shouldn't be a risk to make a movie about an all Asian family. But unfortunately for the box office, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. that can be. And so not only is it a risk in that manner, but also just like art wise, subject wise, this movie took a lot of risks that Pixar Disney normally doesn't. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's what storytelling movie making like is about. You have to push that boundary. Evan's so right. Pixar did have like, this is what a Pixar movie is. And this is really the first one to kind of punch out of that glass uh, ceiling, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so I-, I appreciate it for that. Even if at times I'm like, Oh, you know, the giant red Panda, it- it's good. Not great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really appreciate taking risks art wise, subject wise, and, I don't ever want them to stop doing that, even if it's not always their next best greatest thing. I still want them to try to innovate and, and continue to be creative and unique.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would really, I highly recommend watching this movie, mm-hmm. uh, Asian person or not. It's It's a great movie. The one-two punch of this and everything everywhere all at once was just a fantastic emotional ride of a week. At the end of both of those movies, I was like, man, is this why white people talk about therapy? They've just been seeing their life stories like represented and articulated on screen. I was like, damn, man, this is like surfacing a lot of emotions in me. Think of how important that is just
1: for like kids. It's so important and it's so just overdue, like I said, it's considered a quote-unquote risk, but it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It needs to be more mainstay, because it's important, and like you said, it brought up emotions and feelings that probably you you didn't know you were going to get from a movie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's just like, oh, dang, oh, yeah, oh, Pixar got me this time. And that's what Pixar's good at, is they come out of left field, and they're like, oh, wow, they really sucker-punched me with that emotional hit. Mm-hmm. And so while this one, maybe they weren't as, like, you know, knockout punches as some of them, they they still punched me and it surprised me and i enjoy it. i enjoy the the emotional roller coaster of it all
2: and i think it, it honestly like you said it shouldn't be a risk like all my friends when turning red first came out that was what everyone was talking about and when yeah. everything everywhere all at once came out I mean, this this past weekend, like that's what everybody's talking about, because it's definitely it's like, just awesome to see yeah. representation. And it's yeah, it's new. It's
1: not a remake or a reboot. <laughs> that's a whole different combo. But yeah, yeah.
0: we've pretty well wrapped up our, our feelings of the movie. I do want to ask. We've talked a lot about what the quote unquote Pixar movie is let's do like a round Robin. Just give me cool. a quick top three or five top couple Pixar so movies. Tough. When you like, uh, what do you think of Pixar? It, like, what are your go? to Okay.
1: I'll, I'll go while they're looking them up. I got, I, I have my three. I have my three. I, this is not in an order. Cause uh. I don't think I could rate them. But so my top three have to be up finding Nemo and, and toy story just for like the, the sentiment of it all. And my, up! Oh my god! Oh wow! Okay, sorry. Go on.
3: Yeah, no, I uh, I'm with you on up. My other two are Coco and Inside Out. Oh, god. Inside Out! And I'm god. all about the tear dricken moment, yeah. and that again, like that's what I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, Inside Out that. is really good this, with that one. Mm, I'm regretting my top three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, sorry, I'm not going to change.
0: I, I might. This is a professional misstep for cars. me. I don't, think no, no, no. I, I don't think I've seen Coco or Inside Out. Ever. <laughs> I'm not qualified Dude. to host this Yeah, podcast.
1: what do you do off the podcast? Dan's on. All right. <laughs> on? We'll change that. Maybe we'll record about them because yeah. they're, they're both very, very good. All right, Izzy, what are your top three?
2: All right. I think um... – I grew up with this movie, Incredibles. I, I think I watched oh, that movie so, so many times. Yeah, I really liked Soul because of the oh music God. and piano. And so I was just, and I, I really liked a sort of the lesson there. And then, oh, well, what's the, I think Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: I, I, my top three is now a top. Uh, there's seven movies in my top three
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, what what's your top three though? Up is definitely in there. Maybe it's recency bias, but I really, really loved Luca. Um, oh, I did too. Toy Story 2, which is kind of a random one, but I just yeah, really wow. loved it. Okay. Two. It, it's, really it's, yeah, one. two okay. yeah. more than
1: one.
0: Okay. Well, I, That's like, fine. The cliche thing would have been to say right. three because that came out when <laughs> I graduated high school. But yeah,
1: I, was gonna say, I thought you were going to say Toy Story 3. I just
0: really loved the adventure of Toy Story 2. I don't know okay
1: all right yeah they're no in the toy answers. store and they're yeah, you know, it's, yeah it's your choice um wow i think we came to a consensus though that up is amazing it's so we may, need to, we may yeah, we may need to tackle that but uh mm-hmm. yeah pixar and so that's a good point evan just kind of talking about pixar's library as a whole tell me this does not stand out art wise subject wise like it's just now that we've kind of listed these off it's not about toys coming to life and while that does seem like mythical and magical there's no like magic happening it just is whereas this one i guess like brave i think there's a a decent amount of magic in brave i haven't seen it this one there's like legit magic this dude holds up a scepter and it Uh spits out a laser and you know (laughs) it'll turn you back into a human from a red panda so it it just it stands out and i'm all about that like diversity uniqueness i want it all Mm -hmm. so i think this stands out in a very positive way in their Mm -hmm. library in my opinion
3: uh, I mean, you got to watch those movies, man. Yeah, we, well, that's another uh, subject. Yeah, I'm going to well, take well. offline with him. You got to watch those, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all we got. Anything yeah. else? I mean, uh, like uh, Pixar or this movie? You guys want to get in before we start doing all our plugs? I'm psyched for Lightyear whenever that comes oh, out. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: I feel like I that's going to be out in June. A June. different feel too. Which yeah, I mean, hopefully.
0: yeah. I used to that's watch a, a Buzz Lightyear animated show on like UPN fifty when that was a network yeah, well, yeah it was like a weekly too, series so, i
1: love that the, so the, the series apparently is canon so like the toy is oh. based off that cartoon series that andy had and that cartoon series is based off the movie we're about to see and so it's like all toy story uh, canon which is like very interesting to me that's gonna be exciting though Thank you both for coming on here. This is such a pleasure. You guys both have great and unique perspectives on this. So I am grateful. Uh, We we pushed this back a week, too, due to my own fault. So thank you guys for uh, dealing with my schedule and uh, coming on here.
2: Thank you for having us. Super
0: jazzed for being here. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This has been cathartic, guys. Thank you for being on the pod. (laughs) If you want more Two Dudes, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes Watch Cartoons or on Twitter at Two Dudes Watch. Listen to... Who our catalog of episodes on Apple podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, watch Alex on the circle starting May 4th, which is going to be a day after we drop this episode. It's going to be exciting. I don't know that we can say. We'll see. Yeah, that's I'll
1: I'll be in the episodes May 4th. Yeah. That's that's all you need to know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Series is starting May 4th. Make sure you catch that. uh, And that'll do it for this episode of two dudes, watch cartoons. We'll catch you next time.
1: So do us watch cartoons